And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hey, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host. I am so excited today to be here uh, with you. I'm with a special guest from Profitable Impact Academy. Her name is Kat Halushka. Kat is an international mentor, a speaker, and a coach. And after moving to Canada, she built a six-figure marketing agency from the ground up in less than a year. We're going to dive into that a little bit. I think that's very cool. And she also sold her agency and she's really uh, now living her true passion, um, which is helping entrepreneurs gain clarity, confidence, and to live their purpose they truly deserve. And for the last two years, Kat has been on over 200 stages, generating $1 million of revenue through these stages. And the reason I brought Kat on today really is to talk to you guys about now you're without a podcast or you're thinking about podcasting, you bet you're being offered some speaking engagements or you want to get out and you find out that you really like speaking. Let's get you figured out what some ways that you can get out there and get into the world and making more money through speaking as Kat did, making $1 million in revenue. Hello. That's a lot more than we can make from a podcast usually. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome Kat. Thanks for being here today. And I'm excited to hear where this, where this takes us. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm super excited to, to have this conversation. Uh, I noticed that a lot of people out there are doing podcasts, but they don't think about it as a stage, but it really is. Every time you're speaking to your followers, to your public, you are on the stage, you are in the center, you are in a spotlight, you are being listened and being inspiring. You're inspiring others to take action on whatever it is you're having a conversation about. So I'm so stoked to have this conversation to help you get your podcast to the next level so you can start generating all the money you want and creating all the impact that you want in the world. Mm, I love that. We're all about impact over here at Amplify You and helping our clients have such amazing messages, just really helping them get their message out. Um, and I love what you said, like using a podcast as your stage. And you know, a lot of our clients would be like, oh, you know, when they first get their podcast started, like, oh, we're only at a hundred downloads. And I'm like, Hey, if you were standing on a stage in front of a hundred people, you'd be stoked. So let's like flip your mindset on that one. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 or a hundred or a hundred thousand, you're speaking and going to inspire and impact some people. I love that. So, and, and um, you know, it's, it's interesting. We have clients all the time who will do their Facebook live or podcast and, and for Facebook live, they'll look at their videos a day later and they go like, well, there's only 54 people who watched this. And I go, when was the last time you stood in front of 54 people who were listening to you? And, and to me, the simple switch of being like, it's 54 people. For me, my personal purpose, not business related, my per per personal purpose every single day is to make one person smile. Mm, I love if that. I make one smile, person right? smile, right? <laughs> if I make one person smile, I feel like I lived my true personal purpose. And, and it feels amazing. But guess what? I always make more than one person smile. Like there's so many more people that smile every day. 
And so making them happy makes me happy. Spreading my joy around the world, even if it's just like a simple, hey, you look amazing today. Mm. It makes such a huge difference. It creates the ripples of impact. And it's the same when it comes to Facebook videos, podcasts, being on stage, speaking your truth. It's the same thing. Where even if one person listens to you and does something about it, you're going to create a shift in them. You're going to create that ripple of impact. That person might go on, change thousands of lives. Mm -hmm. There's many, many stories in the history where the one person staying anonymous took thousands of children out of ghetto, right? You mm -hmm. think about that. One person can truly change the world. Yeah, I love that. I love how you can bring it down to the, just that making an impact on one person. And actually that makes a global impact on everyone. I think that's a really, a really great mindset to have and to wake up to. And I love that if I can just change one person into a smile, what could that do? So you've already made me smile today. So you, you, you've got your goal. <laughs> and it's not even uh, too late in the day yet. So <laughs> great job. <laughs> So if our podcasters are out there thinking, okay, well, I have a great show of a podcast right now, um, or I'm thinking about a podcast, but I bring on a lot of guests and interview a lot of guests. What is it that I need to do? How, what do I need to do to be able to then speak on stages? Um, is it, do I need to figure out what my own story is or how to, where do we go with that? For sure. So there's, there's a couple of things that you can do if you're already writing podcasts, especially if it's a, an interview style podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can go in either direction. If you are uh, an entrepreneur, business owner who has a product or service that you can offer, so you have a package put together, you can use your guests to create joint venture relationships uh, or referral relationships in a simpler language. So you can, after the interview, simply be like, hey, thank you so much for being on my show. Um, I'd love to see if there's any opportunities to collaborate for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just have a conversation, find out what are they excited about? What are you excited about? Mm -hmm. What are they creating? What are you creating? What other stages they're going on? What stages do you want to go on? Mm -hmm. And you can exchange that information and go as far as promoting each other. You can go as far as creating that long-term referral relationship that is going to generate clients for you over and over and over again. But here's the thing. With the podcasts, generally what I see is even in the interview, people forget to tell stories. Mm. And stories is the most impactful part of public speaking because information is great. And I mean, Google changed the world mm -hmm. in many ways. You can Google just about anything. But if the person can't envision themselves getting to that success, getting to the result that they want, they're never going to take the first step. And the way to inspire them to take that first step is to share a story, mm. whether it's your story or your client's story or a story of someone you know. Those stories is what starts that spark, what gets people to take the first step. And guess what? Once you take the first one, it's so much easier to keep going so you can get to the results. And so uh, we actually put together a really cool resource. I want to I share it with your audience. Uh, it is a system, so a system that we use uh, to uncover our impact story. And impact story is really that one story that talks about your why. 
that talks about why you're doing the podcast or why did you start your business or why are you so passionate about speaking or podcasting or being on stages or whatever it is you're passionate about. Um, and, and it's really, it's really simple. Uh, so we created a little resource that, that's going to take you through those steps to help you come up with your impact story. And you can get that at profitableimpactacademy.com slash LM slash impact story. Awesome. So once so, you go there, there will be just, uh, just uh, a little image. It's going to explain to you exactly what it is. And then you can grab your resource. Um, and again, I, I just, that's one thing that changed everything I do. If you can share your expertise in the form of a story, mm-hmm. you 10 X your impact. There will be so many more people who will resonate with what it is you're teaching them mm-hmm. and start taking steps towards it. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. And I, th- I feel like that's something that, um, it took me a long time to figure out like the story, like what was my impact story? And I think, I think I'm going to get your resource because I'm still a little like unsure of how all the pieces connect together <laughs> with podcasting and with what I was doing before and where I live now. And yeah, it's one of those things that it's, I think like, once you do figure out that story though, like I think things probably will click a lot faster yeah. for you and you you'll be able to attract a lot more people because it's more it makes a lot more sense i feel like mine's a little bit in pieces at the moment <laughs> they don't yes. really seamlessly go together yet <laughs> that's a lot of people see look at it that way right a lot of people start from uh, having pieces of the stories or call them sequence of events yeah. your life is broken down into sequence of events and making it make sense while not telling your autobiography in the most mm-hmm. boring way. And then I did that. And then in 1996, right? Yeah. Because that would be pretty boring to listen to, but sharing your story in the most impactful way, mm-hmm. really, it's just all about having the structure in the system uh, to uncover those pieces and share them in the way that will create the most results for people who are listening. Uh, the most fascinating thing is you can reuse your impact story to drive people to a different point mm. because your life is just like your story has multiple learning points. It's not just, well, I lived the life and I learned that you should do podcasts. <laughs> you learned so much more than that, I'm sure. And after you started podcast, I'm sure you learned even more. So there's always multiple learning points and your story will have them as well. And should you tailor your story depending on which stage you're speaking on or who your audience is that you're speaking to? Absolutely. You're always going to adjust that. Um, the, the, one, the one thing to, that you want to know as a speaker is, and you should find out before you go on any stage, is who is in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this mentor and uh, he was invited to speak in a college once. Um, and in the college, there was so, supposed to be a room full of business owners, like I'm, I'm saying like CEOs, people who, who are making multiple, multiple millions, six figures and everything. Like, think like they're, they're ripe CEOs, like they've been in business for a while. Uh, and so the day before the event, he was preparing his presentation. The presentation was all about how to use social media to grow your following, to grow your clients, um, all of those things. He goes on stage, he delivers the talk, he comes off stage and he realizes that there's all those tweets about him being the horrible speaker. Just a oh, horrible. No. Oh, people no. just hated him. And he went home and just started wondering like, what happened? 
And so he messaged the organizer and he said, what happened, dude? Like, I thought I did great. I nailed it. I got the presentation ready. Like I, I covered all the points. Everything was phenomenal. But why did people hate me? And the organizer said, oh, didn't we tell you? Last minute, we didn't sell the tickets. So we ended up giving free tickets to the students in the media program. Oh, no. So there he was on stage explaining how to go live on Facebook, where to click post, how to create your page to the students in the media program. Oh, wow. No wonder they hated him. <laughs> and yeah, so that, 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 was a, match. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge lesson for me is like really dedicate the time to ask the questions from the organizer. Who's in the room? How big is the stage? Is there a microphone? That's a big one. Is there a microphone? Are you going to have a projector? You don't want to assume because you'll come in with a presentation that has slides and then there's no projector and the mm. presentation doesn't work. What else or is there? Or if I've done before, you bring a, a brand, brand new MacBook that doesn't plug into the regular HDMI yeah, cord. I, I see you've had experiences. <laughs> done that before. <laughs> Thank goodness someone else had the right, the right plugins. <laughs> now I carry my own. <laughs> exactly. So, so be prepared. Really, essentially, it all comes to the same thing as a podcast. You have a system. You have a process that you follow. You make sure that the person you're interviewing has everything that they need, that mm -hmm. they have an opportunity to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. That that you know what to do afterwards the video. Where are you going to put it? Are you going to separate video from, from the audio? Are you going to make a podcast and the YouTube show? You know all those pieces. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you need to make sure as a speaker that you know those pieces too if you're being interviewed. And so asking questions is really key, is knowing all the information there is to know about the event you're presenting at. So you can create the best experience possible for your audience. So you can create that transformation for people who are listening to you. That's awesome. Great advice. And I want to turn the tables to your story a little bit about how you went from being new to Canada to speaking on selling over a million dollars on 200 stages. Like that is an incredible story in itself. And I'm sure there's a backstory to it. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about what were your steps in that and how did that come about? And like, how did you rock it just like that? <laughs> what well, is our know, problem? We, we live here for a long time and I haven't been able to do that. Well, you know, I, I, I came to Canada in 2000 five so it's been it's been a few years since and from uh, where from Russia from Russia okay yeah and um, I had a little bit of language um, in me like I, I knew a little bit of English mm -hmm. like I knew I knew ironically not a bathroom a toilet so I'd ask where the toilet is uh, or like a table a ball you know like very basic words but I didn't know how to string a sentence mm -hmm. or how to ask questions uh, I didn't know that a drug store is a grocery store I thought they legit sell drugs in there uh, <laughs> which was just weird so there was a whole bunch of language barriers and cultural barriers but. Um, when I came and uh, the last thing I thought ever that I would be a speaker yeah, that's great. That's what, really amazing to go from like being new to a language to then speaking on stage in front of hundreds of people who are native to that language. And English is not an easy language to pick up either. There's so many weird things about English. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think the, the, the thing that made a difference for me is the commitment. Hmm. Um, the moment that I got here, uh, I went through one year of culture shock. Mm -hmm. I was not happy. Um, I got actually pretty down, 
um, I still ended up getting a job and starting to to like English classes and getting two jobs actually. Um, I stirred coffee for a living, yes. Awesome. <laughs> and then I worked in a gas station. That was exciting, uh, especially alone without anybody else who knows English. There was a lot of pointing. <laughs> But that helped me, those hurdles that I had to overcome to be able to do the simple job of serving someone a cup of coffee at Tim Hortons and knowing what's a double-double <laughs> and, and, and selling someone cigarettes and gum at the gas station and knowing what are they saying. Because besides the language, there's brands and I've never heard those brands before. So trying to adapt and pick up on everything. And I really committed to learning English and integrating myself in the Canadian society the way that they do. So my first thing was, I'm not going to find a Russian clique to hang out with. <laughs> I decided I'm going to solely dedicate my time and my energy into finding Canadian friends who don't speak Russian. Mm. And I got to say, there were all kinds of people. Most of the people were amazing and they would help me and they would giggle at my mispronunciations. And, uh, they, but they would still help me. They would help me as much as they could. Uh, and people I worked with were amazing. Uh, I had this lady at Tim Hortons who would sit down with me on my breaks and she would make me read her newspaper. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I did. And she would correct me as I'm reading. Um, and it's just amazing to see all the good in the world. It's amazing to see that people would come to you and actually spend their time to help you out, get somewhere that you want to be. And uh, yeah, it took some time. It took some time. English is still not perfect here. And, and that's... That's the lesson for you um, is you don't need to be a perfect speaker. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be perfect at English or perfect at your expertise. You know, don't need to be a perfect podcaster. You need to be a profitable one and an impact maker. Right. That's the difference. <laughs> and, and you don't need to be perfect to be profitable and to create impact. That's In awesome. fact, if you're perfect, there's always this like squinty eyes. People start wondering. <laughs> it's a little too polished. Yeah, you know, we this one of the things we recommend our podcasters like don't take out every um and ah and like cough or like coffee sip or whatever because that makes you seem too polished. Like there's something right. about being too polished. I had the pleasure of speaking to the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers on the weekend. And so here I am, I'm speaking in front of professional speakers going, oh man, I'm like, I was, I was like, oh gosh, I'm like, don't judge me on my presentation styles. And then I was like, oh no, I'm just going to give you awesome content and it'll be all fine. Once I let go of that, it was perfect. It was totally fine. It was what they needed. They weren't judging me on like my perfect speaking skills because yeah. I was there to talk about podcasting, not about speaking. Right. So it was just a different kind of, but it, at first I was like, I th I'm, uh, I'm not a professional speaker. I, I don't feel like I'm a professional speaker. And then it was like, Oh yeah, just let go of that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and that's, that's another thing that we teach to our students is stop apologizing. Hmm. Uh, I hear so many speakers get on the stage and they're like, Oh, so sorry. Um, my slides are not up to the standard or like I'm not dressed proper or like, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I have an accent, like <laughs> all of those things. I hear, I've heard so many, but in reality, people are there to listen to you and what you have to say. Mm -hmm. 
And the, one of the worst things that you can do is start apologizing for who you are. You instantly lose them. Why would you do that? Just stand in your own power. If you, can I swear? Go for it. <laughs> if you fuck up a word, just correct yourself. Yeah. Just laugh at yourself and correct it. People don't care for you apologizing. Yeah. Most of them won't even judge you. They really don't care. They don't care if you didn't bring slides and all the other speakers did. They don't care if you, if you wore sneakers and other people wore like fancy shoes. They don't care if you have an accent. Or you have a spelling they're, they're, in your slides. They might care about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but that's the thing though, is you just got to own it. Mm-hmm. Own who you are, own what you prepared and you should prepare. We might talk about that. Own what you prepared and just show up. That's all I ever expect from a speaker when I'm listening to one to show up and do their best. Right. I don't expect them to know everything. So if during Q&A, I ask a question and they don't know, that's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. But if they pretend to know, that's, that's just not a good idea because I can call them out on their bullshit. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. And so so, you, mentioned, you mentioned preparing. What, if, what are some things that you do to prepare going on a stage? Okay, so first of all, um, you might have different time length to prepare for a presentation. I've done presentations when I had months to prepare, like we do a three-day event called Profitable Speaker Bootcamp. We have four months to prepare for that. There's really no excuse. We have everything prepared. But sometimes I get invited to speak and like half an hour. Mm. Okay, when you do on stage in half an hour. And I had had so many opportunities that I seized because I would say yes, Mm. even if I'm not prepared. Now, here's the thing. If you have five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, the biggest thing that you should ask yourself is what do you want people in your audience to get out of you speaking? Mm. So what's what's the end goal? So what? Whatever you talk about, what's the end goal for your audience? What do you want to create for them? What do you want them to do? So really ask yourself that question and just dot it down on a napkin, piece of paper, on your phone, in a notebook, whatever you have on you. That's the first thing. After that, create three points to get them there. Mm, Just three points. You're prepared enough to deliver an amazing talk. Mm. You're the expert in your area. You're the expert in your topic. Just be you. That's Mm. all people want. And if you have an amazing story to share, that's mm-hmm. always a bonus. <laughs> that always helps when you have an amazing story. I hear from so many people like, I don't have the right story or I don't have, a, I don't have an amazing story. I didn't have a you know, near-death experience or a tragic event or uh, something radical. Like, so does it have to be something crazy transformational or could it just be something that led you to where you are today? You know, it literally, you just like <laughs> nailed it. This was me 10 years ago. I was going, I don't have a story. I am. I'm, I'm, my family was neat. Well, was is my family is amazing. My parents love me. I, I went to college. I went to school. I always have clothes. I always had food roof over my head. Like, what do I got to complain about? (laughs) But the reality is, think about about your customers. Mm -hmm. Think about the transformation that you provide for them. Mm -hmm. What are some of the hurdles that they're going to go through along the way? 
By the way, I know most of uh, you uh, people who are listening, most of you are creating a business out of your own experience. You're passionate about it because you went through something. It, it might seem so insignificant to you, but to your customers, that's what they need. Mm. They need to hear what did you go through? What hurdle did you overcome? And it could be like very, very simple. I actually was talking to a tea expert mm-hmm. the other day. Did you know there's like tea experts? No. Like, tea <laughs> <Very cool. laughs> I didn't know either. Apparently they create tea to, um, to, to facilitate experiences. Mm. So if, for example, you go to an event or, or a retreat and they will create a specific blend of tea for you. Mm. I was talking to a tea expert and you will never guess he has a course on how to make tea. Wow. And his story is how he used to drink tea excuse me, how he used to drink tea and he just, he enjoyed it, but it didn't take it where he wanted to be. Mm. And then once he discovered how spiritual of experience it can be, Mm. he started trying different teas and he would order them from, from different countries. And, and, but then when he ordered it from different countries, it would just come in a package of loose tea. And so he had no idea how to make it. So it's actually good and proper. He started researching. He screwed up. Think about any experience in any business. A baker who made a cake that tasted like shit. (laughs) I've made a cake that looked horrible. (laughs) Like I followed the Pinterest recipe. Why didn't it work? (laughs) Business over there. Right. If if you if you ever started a business, how many hurdles did you have to overcome? Mindset, finances, structure, team, mm-hmm. parents who constantly tell you just go get a job. Okay. There's so many little hurdles. People want to know about those hurdles and what did you do to overcome them? Even if it took you years, they still want to know that you are their shortcut mm-hmm. because you're one step ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen a movie Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was a moment in the movie where, where essentially the plot is there's a guy, a uh, total con artist, and he would pretend to be different people with different professions. Right. And so he pretended to be a university professor. And when he got caught, they asked him, how could he be a university professor for several months without having a university education? And he said, well, all I needed to do is to read one chapter ahead. So I want you to really think about that is Mm -hmm. the only thing that separates you from your clients is you're one chapter ahead. Mm -hmm. You're one step ahead. They just want to know what did you do to get there? Mm -hmm. What did you overcome? How did you overcome it? That's all they want. That reminds me of being in the fitness. I was in the fitness industry before podcasting and um, you know, I was always worried because I wasn't, you know, a size zero and I was curvy and, you know, I was like, oh, like, who's going to want to work out with me? I'm not like, don't look like a fitness model. And actually that was really to my benefit because it attracted so many clients because I was real looking and it was attainable, like, you know, and it was something yeah. that they could envision themselves doing as well. So that really worked to my advantage in the fitness industry, which that kind of, that was my first experience with something like that. And it kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I'm very passionate about fitness and, and health in my life because I think that what keeps my gears turning. Uh, and uh, I gotta say, every time I'm looking at before, after photos, 
and I know ladies, you do it. You're looking for the one that the closest to you right now and the closest <laughs> to where you want to be. <laughs> and that's the one you're going to click on and read and check out what did they do? Cause you're trying to find yourself mm -hmm. at the moment. And then in the future, once you achieve the goal and uh, so many fitness pros, they missed that point. Mm -hmm. But people are just looking to see that it's, first of all, realistic, mm -hmm. that they can do it. And second of all, that you've done it for someone else. Yeah. So they know that they can work with you and achieve those results. Mm -hmm. So those before afters, they just got to be a little more realistic depending on your <laughs> target market. Like if you're working only with people who look like models and they have eight packs and there's those chubby girls out there looking for your help and you don't have anything to show them. It's, it's hard. I'm chunky. I love my food. Uh, I don't always have the best habits. And when I look at photos and there's like a super skinny girl going to a girl who has an eight pack, I don't resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. Right. Yeah. So that's where the stories come in and that's where your experience of the hurdles, those things that you overcome came in, right? People just want to see that you've had it too. It's the whole um, mentality of, hey, there's other people who are going through, I'm going through right now. Definitely. You don't I saw want to feel a problem. Yeah, I saw a speaker on stage at an event in October on Brenda Bouchard's Influence event, actually. And she uh, sold this ebook about like how to like retrain your body after having a baby, but she didn't really take off until like she was filming a workout video for the moms and she accidentally peed her pants while she was working out. And it wasn't <gasps> until that like she shared that, that like her audience can totally relate to that because that's something that happens. And so like that, like her peeing her pants, like probably created a million dollars for her. <laughs> so it was kind of one wow, of those that's, that's quite yeah. a story right there. Right? Peeing like, your pants can story. create a million dollars in your business. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I thought that was super funny. So it's all about stories and relating to your audience. And I love that. Like, keeping in mind to be like you only need to be one step ahead of where your clients want to go or your potential clients want to go I think that's really great to keep in mind so can you tell us Kat, a little bit about the uh, the program that you guys do what's the boot camp like what's it who's it for sure so we have uh, two different tracks one of them is uh, uh, an online course that you can take uh, and it's called profitable speaker formula so this is where we take you as a speaker where you're at and we help you with the key pieces of becoming profitable speaker so which means we work on your mindset which is really if you don't have the mindset to take a step forward then you're never going to do it so we work on your mindset we work on your offer so to make sure that you actually have an offer that converts that you have an offer and it's it's described in a way that your customers can resonate to it right? And we talk about all about funnels. I know it's kind of odd speaking in funnels, but we talk about different speaking funnels that you can do and calls to actions that you can do from stage. One of the biggest questions we get asked is, well, what do I do on the stage if, if I can't sell? Uh, the thing is, there's so many things you can do. Mm -hmm. and we just broke it down into specific steps and funnels and landing pages, how you can continue nurturing people who are interested in you but are not ready to buy your product mm. so we talk all about that and then the second track is our um three-day transformational event called profitable speaker Bootcamp. so this is an event where we put together your signature talk so if you mm. don't have a signature talk right now or you don't have a signature talk that converts that actually brings your clients every <laughs> time you're on stage this event is for you 
The cool part about the event is you don't just build your first draft of a signature talk. You come out with secured stages. Mm-hmm. At our last event, 100% of people secured a stage before they left the room. Mm-hmm. So imagine, imagine spending three days and not only you're working on your business and you're working on the skill set and a piece of your business that's going to keep on giving, mm-hmm. you're actually coming out with results where you can execute it. Awesome. I love that. I love those kind of events where you're actually getting stuff done in the event. Those are amazing because that feels like time well spent, right? And so what do you run that a particular time of year or what time of year do you run? Yeah, so we run both uh, the course and and the event three times a year. Uh, Our nearest one is coming up here in February, but it's sold out. Yeah, nice. That's a good place to be. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, uh, the next time is we have it in July and then in November. Right. Um, so if you want to check out uh, either the dates or what it's about for the course, go to profitablespeakerformula.com and for the event, go to profitablespeakerbootcamp.com. Perfect. I love that guys. Make sure you go check that out. And uh, you know, Kat's got tons of experience selling a million dollars from stage. Now I have one more burning question to ask you, where do you find the stages to speak on? I know that's a question that's kind of going around in people's minds. Like where is there particular places you look to find them or people reaching out to you or how does that work? Yeah. So there's, there's many ways to find stages. Um, my first recommendation is always, um, if you can't find it, build your own. Um, and <laughs> as the podcast guru, yeah. you know, all about that is, uh, their own I, platform. <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, when I started uh, looking for being on stages, nobody would take me because I had an accent. I didn't have the signature talk yet. I wasn't clear on my message. And so people would just turn me down again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to start my own group and I'm going to host my own events and I'll figure it out. And so I did. That's actually how I created this agency that you mentioned. Uh, It had six figures within four months. Amazing. And only because I created my own speaking platform. Now, Mm -hmm. how to get stages? It's all about joint ventures and connections. Mm -hmm. Guys, you're, you're speaking to experts, awesome people, influencers all the time when you're interviewing them. Why not just ask them? Mm. Can you be on their stage? Is there a stage they can connect you to? It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. There's a network of speakers. There's a network of net organizers. You just got to position yourself within that network. Mm. That's great advice. So look for where your fish are already swimming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you, and I think that's perfect. Like everyone who has, who's on your show, as a guest or everyone whose show you're going on as a guest, like you should really be building partnerships, like just like a web that you're building and you're getting. So someone, someone related podcasting, I heard this a little while ago to like how back in the day we used to do all these backlink trading. So like you put my link on your website, I put your link on my website and it was backlinking. And now actually this is what podcast is actually doing because you're going out and speaking on all these podcast shows, but they're all driving back to your own Websiting our programs and services. So you're creating your own little web out there and uh, who needs backlinking now when you can just be on podcasts and summits and stages and you're going out there and leaving your message in places and people are coming back to find you. I think that's really cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Any last advice for people looking to become professional speakers? Focus on creating transformation for the people in the audience versus on sales. I'm Mm going to tell you right now, If you don't create transformation, there will be no sales. So make sure that you're bringing people to where you want them to be. 
this is where signature talks comes in right is it's not necessarily about the sale of of course the offer is a big part of it but the whole signature talk the the 75 percent of your signature talk focuses on taking clients from where they are right now and showing them changing their mindset on how the one thing that you're about to introduce them to that you're about to offer them that you're about to ask them to take an action on Mm -hmm. is going to help them because a lot of people are going to be stuck in where they are until you will help them change their mindset. So focus on that. Create transformation versus transaction. Although I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> the transformation, the real transformation for your audience happens in the transaction. So don't be scared to make the offer. Mm, don't be scared to tell them what the next step is. Mm-hmm. Mindset shift, then create transformation with your product. Love it. Thank you so much, Kat, for being with us today. That is like the perfect ending spot right there with such a good, like I'm, we're going to use that in our audiogram. <laughs> That's a good quote right there. I love it so much. Thank you for spending time with us uh, today on Amplify You. It's been a pleasure getting to dive into your story, finding a little bit more about what you do. You guys make sure you go and check out Kat's programs and services. Kat, tell us again what the, where to find your uh, opt-in as well as your website again to work with you. Absolutely. So go to ProfitableImpactAcademy.com and you will actually see there's a simple system to uncover your impact story. It's right on the homepage, uh, as well as check out ProfitableSpeakerBootCamp.com. And that's for that transformational three-day event. It's really where you're going to get results. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have Thanks. a great day. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Here. It's been a blast. You have a fantastic day. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.